Hi, and welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Mr. Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. God is good, isn't it? God is good. And you know, it's, it's uh, 88 hours until the new year starts. 88 hours. And, uh, so why don't you open your Bibles to uh, Joshua chapter 4. If you're in digital, just type it in. If you're in analog, it's between uh, Deuteronomy and Judges. Who didn't know that Joshua was between Deuteronomy and Judges? Well done, everybody. A few liars in the crowd. Did you enjoy Luke's communion message this morning? I love, I, I love that we do communion every week in this place because it just, it's this constant reminder of this covenant that we're in with God. And uh, I love hearing everyone's different um, angle on it. You know, they say the word, every verse in the Bible is like a diamond. And um, there's something like 70 different faces or whatever it is to every, to every word. And depending, depending on where you're at in life, what season, how high you are when you're looking at it, if you're looking at it, you know, God gives us different revelation from, uh, from our different places in life. So it's just great to hear the covenant that we have with God from so many different perspectives. Do you enjoy that? And, uh, you know, we're gradually working through the whole church. So um, just remember that you're probably on the list very soon if you haven't <laughs> given communion. So be encouraged that uh, God's called you to share about uh, the covenant that he has with you. It's uh, Bakara Arnell in the house today. She's not here. Well, I won't tell you about her engagement. And uh, Bakara is, is just engaged a week or two ago. And also uh, Tiara. He's just got engaged as well, so um, none of them are here, so there's no point clapping them. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we remember this amazing sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. And I think God wants us to be a people that remember well. I know we, te- we have a tendency to remember the tough times, and God's calling us to be a people who remember well. And, you know, the, the Israelite children were brought up and raised to know the equivalent of the first five books of the Bible, which they called the Torah, which, which included the mighty acts of God, included the mighty, the mighty um, prophetic um, statements of God, included the, the faithfulness of men, and it included the failures of, of men and women of that time. And, uh, you know, the, these, these Israelite children were blessed. They were blessed because they knew who God was. They were blessed because they knew the mighty acts that he had done and what he was capable of. They were blessed that they'd heard stories of men's lack of faith and men's mighty faith, of men's successes and men's failures. And because they saw all those, all those different levels and they understood their history, they remembered their history well, then when they saw someone struggling in front of them, they weren't overcome by that because they knew that there is a God who overcomes all struggles. You know, when you know that when your people have crossed, you know, a wilderness and have entered into a promised land and who have had battles and have been slaves and have, have left their homelands and done all these things and God has come through when, when your father Abraham has laid his son on the altar and, and God has provided a sacrifice in his place, you know that you serve a God where all things are possible. So he wants us to be a people who remember well. 
And with 88 hours to go until you know, those of you under 30 are awake and, and, and bring in the New Year's Eve, and the rest of us are, are asleep in bed, just kidding. Who's over 30 and is going to celebrate New Year's? Yes, and those six people, well done. I'm proud of you all. I did it last year. I was in bed at 12.07. And uh, it was beautiful. I was proud of myself. Yes, we debrief on the year behind us. As we debrief on the year behind us, I want us to be able to remember well where we've come from. And you know, one, of the, one of the things that I love is this concept of editing. And, uh, you know, the great maestro, Anthony Park, up the back there, and I have... Uh, we've done a few videos over the years, and uh, pre, pre the, um, you know, the mature, wise man that you see in front of you now, I was, the, uh, I was not so wise and created a few videos that were a lot of fun but not great. And uh, I was con- contemplating whether to show you just a moment or two of one of them. Do you, would you forgive me? Would you... All right. This was, this was our very first one, and it goes for nine minutes, but we'll just show you a minute or two, or three maybe, depending on your reaction. And, uh, and uh, okay, shoot, shoot. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. Yes. Thank you. And it went downhill from there, let me tell you. You know, you've got to take risks in life, don't you? And, you know, the cra- you, you would have you thought, and that was one, you know, please don't leave, please don't leave the church because, uh, you know, we, reserve, we serve a redeeming God and, uh, you know, you would think that I was wearing a wig but that was actually my hair. And, uh, but I love the editing process because we get to choose, don't we? You know, to, to, to do that nine-minute video, we probably had uh, two, or, two or three hours of footage that we brought down into, um, into nine minutes. And we would just walk up to random people and, and ask them about love. And, you know, we had some crazy people say some crazy things and do some crazy things that we, that we didn't use because, um, you know, we didn't feel like they fit in, the, in what we were trying to bring across. And looking at that, I don't actually know what we were trying to bring across. But the... Um, uh, you know, young men, that wasn't to be followed, that was just to, be, uh, to inspire you to take risks and uh, godly risks. Here's the beautiful thing though, we can add slow-mo, you know what I mean? We can add, we can add music, you know, the music behind these things adds value to it. We can do all different sorts of things. So when, when, when you look back at your year, I want you to know that God's given you the gift of editing. He's given you the ability to look back well. He's given you the ability to choose how, what you remember and how you remember it. Because if we remember um, the things that have hurt us, if we remember the, the negative emotions that we've felt, you know, we can take those things with us. But when we remember the great things of God, when we remember the things that God has done, we take those things with us. So why don't we look at chapter, uh, Joshua chapter 4. Starting at verse 1. And it came to pass, when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan, 
This is the Israelites. They've just, they're just crossing out, they're just crossed over the Jordan into the promised land. They've been in the wilderness for 40 years and they're just walking into the promised land now. So once they'd completely crossed over the Jordan, that the Lord spoke to Joshua saying, Take for yourselves 12 men from the people, one man from every tribe, and command them saying, Take for yourselves 12 stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. And then down in six. That this may be a sign among you, when your children ask in time to come, saying, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it crossed over the Jordan. And these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. Here's the question. What do you remember? And how are you remembering it? Did the Israelites remember it as the day they entered the promised land? Or was it the day that the manna stopped and their clothes started wearing out? Was it the, the, the day that we received our inheritance of land? Or the day that the fire and the cloud stopped leading us? You know, you can, you can step into a promise of God and remember the great things of God of yesterday when he's called you in the great things of tomorrow. He wants you to remember well. He wants you to, to create memorials to you, the great things that you can build upon. The great things, not so that you can relive them. I don't think the Israelites are going around the world looking for rivers to cross. They're not looking for, hang on, there's some water, let's see if we can get through it. They're not thinking that now. They're thinking, we serve a God who can do all things. So when they see any challenge, when they face any challenge in life, they go, we can do all things because we have a God who's the God of the impossible. So we have a choice to remember 2014. How are you going to remember it? You've got 88 hours to decide how you're going to remember it. What a, it's been an amazing year around the world. We had the Sochi Winter Olympics. The, uh, the Russians have come up a lot this year in our, um, in our uh, calendar, haven't they? We've, we've had some, some tough times and some great times. And, uh, you know, they're... Their leader Putin has been under huge amounts of pressure around the world, and I, you know, I challenge you to keep keep that man in your prayers. He, he needs the wisdom of heaven. We don't know where his heart is. We know what we hear the media say, but we need he needs the wisdom of heaven. We had the Ukraine Crimea. Russia crisis. We had the Malaysian flight go missing with over 200 on board. We had a ferry sink in South Korea with hundreds missing. Nigerian schoolgirls are abducted. Turkish mine accidents, hundreds lost. The ISIS are sieging large areas of the Middle East. Israel and Hamas are conflict in Gaza. 298 on board the Malaysian flight shot down in Ukraine. We had an Ebola outbreak. We had the comedic icon Robin Williams pass away. We had the the Honourable Gough Whitlam pass away. Wow. A lot of things went down this year. A lot of things went down. Oil prices are uh, uh, tumbling. We had the G20 summit in Australia with the, the top 20 leaders in the world in Brisbane just an hour and a half from here. How will you remember 2011? A lot of tough things happened in our world this year and a lot of great things happened. Do you know what I remember in each of these crises? 
in each of these challenges and each of these great things, I remember people standing up and saying, I will be present to help. I will stand there in the middle of this Ebola virus. I will stand up and say to, to step, you know, our little Australia stands up, you know, we think we're amazing Australia because every now and then we win a swimming race against the Americans or whatever, but when it comes to the world, we're a tiny little nation. Yet, you know, we stand up, you know, and our, and our, um, and our Prime Minister threatens to shirt front the, um, the leader of Russia, you know, so then the Russians park their uh, warships on the north of Australia. You know, I'm so proud of little Australia, hey? We, we're like this little chihuahua, man. We're just going to take on anybody, hey? And, and we, we have a... It's, it's a great... It's just... It's ent- pure entertainment, isn't it? Because, you know, we believe in ourselves. And, uh, we, you know, we're a free people and we want to stay free. And whether we hit the mark or not, you know, whether we use the right language, obviously we don't. And... Uh, so ask yourself, what do you remember? You know what I mean? You know, I, was, I, was, I was quite broken hearted when uh, Robin Williams took his own life this year. You know, I, you know, what are, you know we all grew up with, with watching him on TV. Anyone watch Mork and Mindy when they were a kid? You know, all those crazy Dead Poet Society. You know, what a, he was an icon and, and of comedy, yet he, he was broken inside. You know, there's a heart that needs the Lord. And to me, the brokenness was someone that we revered so much who didn't have a peace because he, he, maybe he didn't know God. I don't know. You know, one of the greatest moments for me this year was uh, sitting with our brother Keith Tunley the night before he passed away. And uh, it, was a, it, was a, just a, it was a privilege to sit with him and walk through those final moments of his life with him. You know, I, I know um, his, his wife Bev got to spend the final moments, but it was a privilege to be there the night before he passed and to, to be able to walk through. His, listen to this. I saw a man transition from fighting to stay alive to understanding that he will never die. That is a moment to remember. To watch a face, to watch someone's complexion go from fighting for your life to understanding that I am eternal and I will never die. That is a moment that I'm going to take with me for the rest of my life. What a privilege and an honour it was to sit there with that mighty man who, who still brings inspiration. And you know, every time I think of not just that moment but many moments, you know, I'm inspired. So, and and you know, these are the things that God's called us to remember. You know, I think of, you know, Marina Cove is not with us today. Who's just a faithful prayer, you know, and she speaks when she prays in our pre-church prayer meeting. She prays, I don't know if it's in English or Spanish, but I have to listen so close. And there, there's a woman there who just loves Jesus completely. And she is interceding for every one of you. And she gets no praise, she gets no glory, but she is faithfully interceding for you and your children. You know, these are the things that I look back and remember. And I, you know, and I, I look around the room and everyone's going, oh, I don't know what you're saying. You know, and so I go, lean in because there's a mighty woman of faith at work here. You know, I think of guys like Owen Litzo who sneak onto the property every week or two and just jump on the ride on and just cruise around. It wasn't an ACDC or whatever he's got in his... I don't know what he's playing. I don't, you know, he, he comes on here, blesses us comes onto property, blesses us and disappears. No one sees what he does. 
No one notices that if he wasn't there, the grass would be this high right now. Now, some, what do you remember about this year? What are the things that bless you? Because God's calling us. He's saying, you are living stones. And he wants, he wants you to know that you're a people and it's stone upon stone. But in a wall, you don't recognise which is the great stone and which is not, do you? You just see a wall. And, and sometimes we need to take a step back and have a look at some of those individual stones and say, thank you, Lord, for the people in my life. Now, I'm so grateful. Hey, I'm, you know, if you, Russell and Gail Graham, if you haven't been, um, hadn't shaken their hand or given them a kiss in the last, you know, 10 years in this church, you haven't been in this church because, you know, they, they're so faithful at standing at the door and welcoming you every single Sunday. What a blessing they are. Let's give them a hand. What amazing. Great to see, great to see Gail in church. And uh, after health challenges, you know, what, a, what an amazing family they are. And, uh, you know, I think about elders who, you know, you don't necessarily see our elders in action very much, but let me tell you, they are, they are action-packed people. They're people who stand for you, who carry a weight over you. You know, there's a, there's a liberty that comes from being in, in under an eldership. And you don't know that you're under the liberty, but you are under it. And when you walk around free and when you, when you understand that, that, hang on a second, this is a safe place. Why is it a safe? Because there are people who are standing over you, covering you. God has called some people to lead and some people to, to enjoy that leadership. And I, so I honour the elders. I honour the committee of management who keep us accountable financially. I honour the department heads who, who, who create vision for each of the areas of the church. You know, I honour every faithful volunteer in this house. What are you remembering about this year? Is it about what you bought? You know, I can think of all the things that I bought this year. Some of them were pretty great. Some of them were fantastic. Kristen said, we, we bought a barbecue. We didn't buy a barbecue. We bought a Weber. Get it right. And, uh, and she, let me just correct a few things from this morning. Uh, she also said Christmas has now shifted from being all about her to being all about the child. Did, was it all about her beforehand? I, did, I thought it was about this other guy born in a stable. Uh, so uh, I don't know what's going on there. We might have to give her a rest from the pulpit for a few weeks. Um, Rachel's shifting away from her just in case there's some lightning. So, you know, it's significant that we remember the lives that are among us. He calls it, he says in 1 Peter chapter 2, he says, we are being built up into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. He's saying that you are living stones. So when you remember, he says, don't worry about what you purchased. Don't worry about you know, what, you, what, what somebody else did. He says, understand that God has positioned you as a living stone amongst other living stones to build up a house to build, to be, so that we can be built up. So why, do we, why are we building a house? Because we want to house the presence of God so that when, when people walk into this house, they're blessed. When people walk into this building, they're not blessed. When people walk into this house, they are blessed. And it's when we recognise that we're living stones, when we look back at our year and say, I remember that guy. I remember that girl. I remember that mighty word that Mrs. Fuller bring. I remember that Miriam faithfully cleaned this place every week of the year. 
And when she couldn't do it, Barry stepped in. You know, and it was nearly as good when he did it. So I'm thankful for these living stones. For you. You know, each stone, each person is a container of God's love. It's a container of his power. It's a container of his truth. It's a container of his grace and his mercy. This is what a living stone contains. And stone upon stone strengthens our ability to house the presence of God. The beauty of the stones is each stone is unique. So our reflection of the Lord is different. The way you reflect, this is why I love communion, uh, communion messages each week. Everyone's reflection of God is different. Everyone's reflection, everyone's a, a polished, I think God's polishing the stones and our, our reflection of his glory, our reflection of his grace and of his truth is different, yet it's the same. It's from a different angle, but the core is the same. He wants you to understand who you are. You know, I'm so thankful that God is building his church and bringing us into unity. One mind, one purpose, glorifying him. See, Romans 11.36 says, Of him and through him and to him are all things. He's given us the gift of editing. Editing is the power to choose how you will respond, how will you remember, how will you act. We can put things together any way we want. It's our greatest freedom. Free will is the freedom to choose exactly how you will respond, exactly how you will remember, what you will commit to, who you will serve, and how you will move forward. It's the pain we see and the experience in life is a man's response to the free will of God compounded by generations. See, we see pain and we see good in life. And both of those things are the result of our free will. Remember there there was a time in church life when someone was sick we would point and say, where's the sin in your life? You know, we, we, we've repented from that. And you know, there's a half-truth in that. It's because we only have sickness because of sin, not necessarily because of your sin, just because of mankind has made bad decisions and they haven't responded well. Tozer says, what is your present response to God's previous work? We tend to respond to, to what people do and what we have purchased and where we live and how we are going. But God has actually called us to respond to his previous work. How are you responding to the cross? How are you remembering yesterday through the eyes of the cross? How are you looking forward through the possibilities that the cross gives you? Of him and to him and through him are all things. When Israel went into the promised land, they could have come from the south and missed the Jordan altogether. They could have gone in summer and they would have gone over on dry ground. But that wasn't the plan, was it? They passed at the peak of the river. Israel was to know and to remember that God is the Lord of history and of life. 
He wants us to know that he is the Lord of your history and of your life today. He doesn't want there to be any doubt in your mind that he is the giver of life. He doesn't want us to be someone who's always thinking about survival. You know, that, that beautiful moment. You know, we, we want to have confidence that God can heal us in our trouble, but we also want to have confidence that we are eternal and that we're living forever. That moment, that beautiful moment that I had with Keith Tunley. You know, when, he, when it went from me praying for him and then there was a moment where he stopped me and put his hand out of my hand and he prayed a blessing over my life because he knew that he was going to live forever. What an amazing revelation that is. So as we go through the memories of the past year, it's time to do some editing. Like the Hebrews says, lay aside every weight that slows us down so that we can run with endurance. How do we lay stuff down? Like the great Bruno Ben said before he left us, he says, there is a turnaround in life that is progressive and it starts in the spirit and will flow into the soul. It starts in the spirit and it flows into the soul. See, we need to look at things through the eyes of the gospel. We need to look at our past year. So when we look at a challenging situation, we can see God through the wisdom that we, that we learn. When we made a mistake, we can look back and look and have a new revelation of God's grace. When we look at, at, at the great things that have happened, we can give God glory for the blessing that he has bestowed on our lives. These are the pillars that we want. And as we make significant efforts to remember the works of God in 2014, we make insignificant the things that we need to let go. Memorials are about remembering well. And the better we remember the greatness of God, the less we think about the weakness of man, the weakness of ourselves. Yeah, this, this coming year, we are going to lay a concrete foundation out here and uh, we're going to call it an honour wall. And on that wall, we're going to place a stone that represents um, each of those people who have, who have been servers of this house, who have blessed this house and are no longer with us. You know, people like Keith Tunnelly and Bruno Benz. And, uh, and there's many more who, who you know, uh, Rod Tyrrell, you know what I mean? People, people like... Um, People like those who have been pillars in this house, who have been living stones. And we want to remind ourselves, they, they, it's not that they were living stones, it's that they are still living stones. They're pillars in our house. The revelations that they've given us are still alive and well. So I want to challenge you over the next 88 hours to put some things in place. Why doesn't the band jump up? As you dream about this coming year, I want to challenge you. Like, like, Paul, like Paul shared with us, we need to actually step into some places. We need to actually start living a little bit by faith. So I want, I want you to think about some meaningful pursuits. How do you know when something's a meaningful pursuit? When it requires all of the fruit of the Spirit for you to uh, be able to walk through it. 
Meaningful pursuits require the leading of the Spirit, and which means you will show the evidence of the fruit of the Spirit. Things that require you to love more deeply, to, have, to live in His joy and to be more patient and to walk through to goodness and to understand what self-control is all about. You know, there's, there's nine of them. Make room for daydreaming. It says in Ephesians chapter 1, in the prayer, it says, Open the eyes of our understanding. The word understanding comes from the Greek word dianoia, which is about your imagination. God wants, he wants to stir up your imagination this year. So I want you to take time to imagine. Imagine a future that doesn't exist yet. Imagine a place that God, that God he, that he can do a work in and through and around you. Scheduling new experiences. Take some risks. I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro this year. And uh, it was a new experience. It would be probably tough for you guys. I ran up that sucker. No, I'm just kidding. That was the spirit of Pastor Michael on me. Make scheduling some new experiences. You know why the, the, the word behind this is, is, is out of um, Hebrews 11.1. 1. You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for. New experiences. God wants you to take some risk and schedule some new experiences. We schedule them. That's the substance. Put it in your diary of the things that you hope for. What are you hoping for? Put something in your diary that's one step towards what you're hoping for in your life. And lean heavily on your intuition. The qualifier is pray first. You see, what happens is we lean heavily on knowledge and God wants us to be led by his spirit. We need to pray first and say, Lord, lead me in this situation. Lord, I give you, I give you permission to, for your spirit to lead me in this situation. And when you get there, trust your intuition because God is leading you. Trust your intuition. Put yourself in situations that require you to lean heavily on your intuition. And always remember, pray first. Always remember that, that when we prophesy, we're in spirit and in truth. We're in part, we're part spirit and part flesh. So we need to understand. We need to have the knowledge of the word so that when we hear from God, we know what's him and what's us. And finally, put in your challenge, when you're challenging yourself about this coming year, gradually turn life's obstacles around. It's easy to talk about great vision and great things, but we've all got things in front of us. They're either health issues or relationship issues or they're financial issues or they're lack of understanding issues or they're emotional things from our past or whatever it is. God is saying, take one step up and out and beyond those obstacles this year. Don't worry about overcoming them in one step. He's saying, if you will take one step like the children of Israel and put them in the water, just wait and see what I can do. And I guarantee that you'll be putting a memorial on the other side of that obstacle so you can remember and glorify the King of Kings. Why don't you stand with me this morning? Daniel chapter 11 verse 32 says this. It says, The people who know their God will be strong and do bold and daring feats. Some versions say, will be bold and do great exploits. The people who know their God will be strong and do bold and daring feats. The people who know their God. This is the challenge that I want to put on you as you think about next year. 
I want to know God more deeply this year. I want to challenge you to pick a, pick a journey this year that makes room for knowing God more deeply because those previous five things I challenged you on are only as good as how far and how deep and how much you know your Heavenly Father because He wants to do great exploits through you. Let me pray with you this morning. Why don't you put your hand on your heart? Father, we just simply come this morning humble by the grace you have given us and confident by the call that you've put on us. So, Father, as we look back, we look back through the eyes of the cross. And as we look forward, Father... We declare that we want to be people who do mighty exploits in your name. So I ask, Father, that you would do a work in the hearts and the minds of your people today, that you would stir them up and that you would bless them indeed, and that you would open the eyes of their understanding, that you would flood their hearts with light and they would know that glorious inheritance that you have for them, Father.